When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Calder. We've got a lot going on. Uh, we just had the conclusion of the Monday night game, which I'll get into because that just screwed over so many people with picks pulls. Uh, for those of you who were uh, asleep uh, at the time of this, uh, Washington was down. Uh and uh, basically did not have time to get into field goal range. Uh, so they were down 23-20. Uh, so the line is uh, Washington either uh, seven or six and a half, depending on uh, who you're going through if you're betting legally, obviously. But uh, so Washington's uh, out of field goal range because uh, they just got the ball back off of a kickoff because uh, Kent City just uh, kicked the uh, what is now the game-winning field goal. So Washington's uh, stuck in the uh, Hail Mary uh, situation. Instead of going for a Hail Mary and doing a hook and lateral, they decided to do a short pass play and proceed to try to lateral the ball. I've never seen this play actually work. I, you know, I don't know who came up with this play because the only time I've seen things where you would do this, uh, the backyard keep chucking the ball around and hoping that things work out is in high school. It, it doesn't work in college because they're too athletic. And in the NFL, it's a complete waste of time because you're going to get blasted. I, I mean, there's no way of getting around it. So, of course, uh, uh, the Redskins try to pull this off, and they fumble the ball around, uh, they kick it around. Uh, Kansas City picks it up and runs it back for a crushing crushing touchdown because not only did uh, the Chiefs manage to cover because of the fumble recovery TD by the defense, it screwed up the <laughs> the FanDuel and DraftKings lineups. Whoever had the big money 
uh, tournaments and uh, were anticipating a win. Uh, so screwed them over. Screwed over the betters who had uh, Washington as so for picks pools because I, I literally saw uh, five places change uh, in my in my picks pools because of uh, the, uh, the Washington Kansas City game. Uh, so you had that going on, and from <laughs> just, uh, I mean, if your league got decided by Washington, just <laughs> uh, it, it, it's painful. I mean, I, I legitimately feel for anyone that had parlays on that because that's about as brutal a beat as you're going to see. Uh, just a complete waste of a football play to just swing a game for no good reason. Because, again, Washington could have just done a hook and lateral. I mean, anything. Anything but what they did there. I mean, just checking the ball around, hoping that you're not going to get tackled usually ends up in a turnover. It's just it's just a fact. I mean, your best bet is throwing the ball downfield and hoping uh, that someone gets an illegal touch or a hold call, even though refs don't like to call it, but if a wide receiver can sell it, uh, you know, they're going to have to throw the flag. I mean, the short underneath pass plays to try to lateral it for a touchdown, I mean, those days are long gone. I mean, it's not even close uh, with the athleticism on the field. So, uh, just a complete waste of a, of a good uh, Monday night uh, football action. Because uh, it was a really good game, but I mean, that ending, just the, that's soul-crushing uh, for <laughs> the folks uh, directly affected. Not me, but I mean, I, 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 I feel their pain because that, that that's about as rough as it gets. Anyway, uh, going to move on to uh, just recapping the fantasy perspective uh, for all the matchups. So uh, we're going to uh, take a whirl around the league and just see where everyone's at. All right, so going back to Thursday night football. We had Bears-Packers. The Bears completely overmatched here by the Packers. I mean, even with the weather delay for an hour, the Bears could not, for the life of them, figure out a way of throwing the football. Now, granted, the Bears wide receivers are hot garbage. I mean, Kendall Wright had 15 points uh, in PPR leagues, but Mike Lennon was completely ineffective. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky just got named uh, starting QB. I mean, if you're going to suck, you might as well suck with your rookie quarterback as long as you keep him upright. I mean, as long as you keep him upright and not get injured, you're better off just playing the rookie and seeing if he can develop any chemistry with these wide receivers because, I mean, Jordan Howard had uh, a little bit over 12 points, but, I mean, barely any impact because he can't run the football because Green Bay's just stacking the line of scrimmage. Three Cohen, same deal. Uh, barely uh, didn't even have 30 yards of rushing uh, 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 on the day because uh, they got behind deep and they can't run the football. Meanwhile, on the Packers side, you got typical Aaron Rodgers action. I mean, pretty standard across the board. A uh, couple of TDs. Uh, didn't have that much in terms of... Uh, uh, he had uh, the four TDs, but he didn't have that much in the passing yards, so... It kind of balanced itself out from a typical performance room. Uh, Jordy Nelson was the recipient of a good day with uh, two touchdown catches. 
Devontae Adams, unfortunately, uh, you got the injury, uh, so he's going to be out extended time. You hope that he doesn't have any long-term damage because, you know, literally before Danny Trevathan completely obliterated him, he had a touchdown catch called back for a hold, and then the very next play, you know, he gets stacked up and completely blown out of the play, uh, uh, straight helmet-to-helmet contact for no good reason. Uh, you know, it's just a waste. So, uh, this actually gives fantasy relevance to Randall Cobb. Uh, I'm not a Cobb fan, but you actually have to play Cobb going forward uh, just because uh, Adams looks like he's going to be out a couple of weeks uh, due to the concussion. Uh, no neck issues, but the concussion, they're going to they're gonna be a little bit cautious with him going forward. Moving on. Oh, yeah, the less said about the Saints-Dolphins uh, game, the better. I mean, I already ripped Jay Cutler a new one uh, last uh, uh, last episode, so I'm not going to go into much detail here. But, I mean, the Dolphins have not scored any points the last two weeks. They've got six points over the past two weeks. Uh, Adam Gase is chucking water bottles against <laughs> against the wall because uh, he's got nothing else to do. Because uh, uh, you know every, every play call he does is uh, useless at this point. Uh, you know cut, the Cutler experiment is pretty much over. I, I don't know what else they're they're gonna do with him. I I, I honestly think they gotta go to Matt Moore at this point. If Cutler can't show any sign of a pulse. Uh, Matt Moore's got to go uh, get in the lineup and see uh, see what he can do to salvage uh, this season. Because you, you can't lay eggs like this. The Saints are literally the worst defense in the league. It's not even close. And the highest output from the Dolphins was Devontae Parker. And he barely had 13 Actually, no. He didn't even crack 13 points in PPR format. I mean, that's how bad it was. And half the... PPR, uh, 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 it's standard uh, half PPR format, like Devontae Demon cracked 10 points. I mean, it's inexcusable. So, uh, you know, just a terrible day for the Dolphins. Uh, meanwhile, on the Saints side, the big uh, breakup uh, star was Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, he started to get the lion's share of uh, the reception. So, you know, even if you're not getting the rushing production out of him because of the Ingram, Adrian Peterson situation, you're at least getting receptions out of Kamara, which puts him in that Darren Sproles category. And, you know, Darren Sproles on the Saints was like Sean Payton's favorite player. So uh, Kamara's the guy going forward. And you got Michael Thomas. And, of course, Drew Brees is going to get uh, his number. So uh, those were the standout players from Sunday night. Over in London, the man of the hour this week, though, Sean Watson. I mean, I'll be honest, uh, I I like Sean Watson this season. I I just did not have that much coverage for him uh, in my fantasy teams just because I thought it was going to take the second half of the year for him to really develop. I mean, the fact that he's accelerating this quickly, I mean, granted, Tennessee doesn't have a good defense, but... You know, some of the plays he made, you know, uh, five uh, five touchdowns, uh, one rushing, four throwing, uh, you know, spreading the ball around. Uh, Will Fuller is is back uh, 
to fantasy relevancy. Uh, so he's, I mean, he's been out, but he got a good number of looks. So he had six targets, uh, two TDs. So uh, he's back. DeAndre Hopkins, because of the rushing threat with Watson, uh, he had a big day uh, with over 100 yards. I mean, this was a really uh, complete performance from uh, the Texans. Uh, Titans didn't really have much of an answer just because they got behind early and they were a running football team. Uh, Mariota tried to force a couple of passes. They got picked off. Uh, that's just not their game. Uh, if you've got Eric Decker, uh, I mean, you can cut him. Uh, I, there's there's not much. You're not getting much there. Taewon Taylor, uh, same deal. Uh, the only guy off of the Titans that I would keep on the wide receiving core uh, is Delaney Walker. Uh, even Richard Matthews is just a stash uh, bench player at this point. I wouldn't go too crazy over uh, over Matthews uh, if you've got more compelling options. I wouldn't cut him out right yet, but I, I, I'm not playing him in any lineups uh, going forward uh, until uh, you get a better sense of what's going to happen with Mariota. Ah, uh, this is going to be a short one. Uh, Lions-Vikings. Uh, Case Keenum came back down to earth. Uh, uh, so after last week's uh, performance, uh, you know, he became Case Keenum again. Uh, the Lions, you know, are just there. I kind of look at the Lions like fungus. Uh, they did just enough to win, even though there's nothing compelling about the Lions whatsoever, in my opinion. Uh, Amir Abdullah had a career day and still couldn't crack 20 points in PPR format, so uh, he had a 94 yards and one rushing TD. Uh, overall, the Lions are just meh. Uh, on the Vikings side, uh, Stefan Diggs uh, put up pretty decent numbers. Uh, Adam Thielen was uh, pretty useful today in spite of some critical drops and he had a big fumble uh during the game so th i mean that didn't that did the vikings no favors uh the big news though unfortunately is the injury to dalvin cook uh, uh tore his acl so he's done for the year which is very disappointing uh i mean the biggest pickup uh like kind of moving forward on this is just uh latavius murray uh fantasy wise uh he is the uh, the next back to own on the Vikings uh, and you have some coverage for Jarek McKinnon but uh, I mean that's about it uh, go for it for the Vikings uh, uh, so the game of the day Cowboys Rams I, I mean I did not see this one coming uh, I'll, I'll be honest uh, you know the Cowboys at home should be able to beat the Rams Todd Gurley had other ideas. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, new offensive line, new uh, new coach, new offensive system, completely different player. Uh, you, you're seeing everything that he had in his rookie season, and he's actually showing a little bit more patience running uh, behind his offensive line this year. So uh, he's actually uh, getting a number of uh, uh Good runs, and he's catching the ball out of the backfield. So, right now, Todd Gurley is a top three running back in the league, and, you know, it's not even close. It's, uh, uh, you know, outside of Kareem Hunt, uh, Gurley's been the guy to own. 
And then uh, you, you finally uh, saw Le'Veon Bell live up uh, to some of the hype, but it's uh, it's been uh, Hunt, Gurley, and Zeke uh, uh, for the season so far, and even Zeke had a stinker. So really, it's been uh, Hunt and Gurley that have been the most consistent performers. But uh, yeah, they, Jared Goff did not look awful. Uh, he put up uh, over 18 points. Uh, I mean... The Rams actually looked like serious contenders, which is shocking, but, you know, I, I, I actually have to give them props. I, I actually would favor them against Seattle, which is which is nuts, but uh, I'll get to Seattle a bit later. But, it, it, you know, Seattle just has so many holes right now. The Rams look like the more complete team. Uh, all over on the Cowboys sideline, uh, you know, Dak put up some numbers, but that defense... Is shaky, so you know from a fan perspective, Dak's a solid, Zeke solid, and Dez is gonna put up some numbers, but uh, the Cowboys aren't nearly as good as people are giving them credit for. Cam Newton versus the Pats. Uh, I was basically one of the haters on Cam. I, I thought Cam had way too many issues going on. Uh, in order to be uh, effective uh, go, uh, going forward in fantasy with the shoulder. Uh, what a day traveling to New England makes because, you know, Cam puts up 33 points. And, you know, for the most part, he was in control of that game. I mean, there was only about a five-minute time uh, span where the Pats had control of the game and really looked like they were going to stick it to the Panthers. And then they pick up a couple of more dumb penalties uh, on defense, and they they kept Carolina in it. And from there, Cam just took control of the game. I mean, uh, Cam threw up a fist. I mean, Cam did just about whatever he wanted to the Pats. And, you know, the Pats are getting shredded by Devin Funches. I, I, I mean, I, I don't I – can't, I can't really say anything else other than you got shredded by Devin Funches. Uh, you know, it, it's – it's a, it's, it's shocking to be honest. I mean, the, the Patriots are the Patriots, but they're not the Patriots right now. Uh, until the Patriots defense gets their house in order, and you know, they did not look like anywhere close to the team they are. Uh, the Patriots are going to struggle, uh, which is shocking to say because. You expect the Bill Belichick defense to be disciplined, but Stephon Gilmore has not panned out whatsoever. Uh, you know, it, you, you, you can only do so much when your personnel isn't lining up. And uh, for Gilmore's sake, if he doesn't get in the gear soon enough, uh, he's going to be riding the bench. Because the one thing the Patriots value over anything else is the fact that their way is the best way moving forward. So... Uh, you know, the, the Pats uh, will put up offensive numbers. She had another uh, solid day from Brady. Uh, Chris Hogan, again, uh, continues to develop in the role. Amendola uh, got some licks. Cooks was a bit quiet today. He was under 10 points. Uh, but, uh, you know, the volume is still there because he still had at least six targets. So uh, Brady's just spreading the ball around between uh, his targets and Gronk had. A pretty decent day. He just didn't get in the end zone, but uh, overall, uh, Gronk looked good. Uh, but like I said, uh, the Pats' defense uh, 
It's the worst in the league right now, which is unheard of for a Bill Belichick team. So it's going to be interesting moving forward to see what uh, adjustments the Patriots make because they got a short turnaround this week. They got to play Tampa. And, you know, Mike Evans is a big boy. That, that should be a very uh, interesting matchup, uh, to say the least. Now, a big surprise that knocked out n a number of people in suicide pools. Bills at the Falcons. So, Matt Ryan did not have a good day at the office. He said as much at the post-game press conference. Uh, you know, two picks, a fumble. Didn't look uh, particularly sharp. Uh, Atlanta stayed in this game because their running attack uh, still is dangerous. And, you know, throwing the ball out of the backfield uh, to Coleman and Freeman, it's always a good option. So even with uh, the injuries that Atlanta had to Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu, uh, they were still in at the very end. It, it was just a matter of uh, the Bills just being disciplined enough, and they had just enough plays from uh, Tyrod uh, Taylor to Charles Clay to uh, keep themselves in it. Uh, Shady did his thing, so uh, you know, I don't see the Bills being a legitimate threat in, in the playoff race, but the Bills are at the top of the division, and you know, with the Patriots issues, the Bills could make it interesting. I just don't think the Bills have enough uh, Offensive firepower because of how weak their wide receiver core is going forward. Ah, oh, Jets, Jags. Ugh, Blake Bortles. I mean, you know, it takes a truly terrible quarterback to make a, the other guy who threw a backwards pass for a touchdown for the defense to actually be the better quarterback in the game. Okay, so Josh McCown throws a backwards pass that the Jags return for a TD, and yet still outplayed Blake Bortles. I mean, Josh McCown had five fantasy points, and I still think he outplayed Blake Bortles, because Blake Bortles had five batted passes, including a pick six off a batted pass that Coney Ealy picked off, uh, which was the, the turning point in, the, in that game. The Jags... I mean, the Jags gave this game away to the Jets. I mean, the Jets aren't even trying to win these games, and these teams give them games. Uh, Paul Puzlozny gets called for a taunting penalty that leads to uh, the game-tying field goal. I, I mean, the amount of screw-ups the Jags had to actually send this game over to the Jets, I mean, it was incredible. Uh, the Jags don't tackle Bilal Powell, who proceeds to run 75 yards for a TD score and just fighting me because I, I wanted to play him in DraftKings and I ended up talking myself out of it. Uh, Elijah McGuire, huge day rushing, uh, 93 yards. I mean, the Jets had over 200 yards rushing, it, which is insane. The Jets aren't that good, but they're 2-2 two and, two and the Giants are still 0-4, so it uh, shows what I know, but... It, it's still a, a, a picture of how bad uh, some uh, the quarterback play is in the league. It, it's it's inexcusable that the Jets could uh, uh, play that poorly from McCown, but you know it doesn't matter because the Jags 
weren't, uh, uh, couldn't stop the Jets' running attack. I mean, even with stacking the box, the Jags struggled uh, blocking the Jets. So maybe the Jets have something there if they just stick with uh, running the football and uh, keeping McCown out of it as much as possible. I mean, the less said about the Browns, the better. Uh, so we got Bengals-Browns. Uh, Andy Dalton looked like a king. Uh, so that just shows you how engaged the Browns were in actually playing this game. Uh, so four TD passes for Dalton. Uh, you got uh, a great performance out of Tyler Croft. So if you picked him off of waivers, you did very well for yourself. Uh, 2D, uh, 2D pa uh, catches uh, over 68 yards. So, uh, I mean, that's an ideal day for a tight end with uh, uh, over 20 points. Uh, Gio Bernard had a couple of big runs. Uh, AJ Green did his thing. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, but basically, everyone on the Browns was MIA with the exception of Duke Johnson. Uh, I mean, no one else on the Browns had more than seven points. I mean, Duke Johnson at least uh, put up 16. But, I mean, the Browns were never in this game. It was 31-7. to and they scored that last touchdown with about two minutes left to go in the game. It was pretty pathetic. So, uh, we're going to move on. Uh, Steelers, uh, Ravens. I, I ripped into Joe Flacco already, so uh, keep this one short. Uh, the Ravens don't have any options. So, you can keep riding Joe Flacco, but you're not going anywhere. Uh, you know, uh, you can sign Kaepernick, don't sign Kaepernick, but don't say that you you put yourself in the best position to win because uh, Joe Flacco, uh, it could just be the back injury, but uh, he is not there. It's and it's it's pretty telling. He he didn't look great to start the year, but you know it was against the Browns and the Bengals, and he's coming off a back injury. You could say that. We got two weeks in a row where Joe Flacco uh, put up 28 points the first, uh, uh, last week. He, he's up to 235 this week, but he threw two picks and was pretty inaccurate. I, I mean, there's not much the uh, Ravens are going to be able to do if Flacco can't pick up his play. Meanwhile, on the Steelers' end, uh, Le'Veon Bell had a, uh, finally had a big game, uh, just ran all over. Uh, Baltimore had 144 yards, uh, then caught a couple passes, uh, had two TDs. So, you know, you, you got some uh, uh, play out of uh, Bell. Meanwhile, Antonio Brown had a meltdown on his sideline, and, uh, you know, he threw his temper tantrum, threw the water bottle, uh, uh, the Gatorade uh, uh, container. I mean, he, he basically acted like a child. But, you know, they, they, the Steelers kind of blew it off. I mean, uh, there's really not much else you can do if you're the Steelers. Uh, you know, you gave them the money, so uh, you just got to put up with the headaches. But it wasn't a good look uh, for the Steelers uh, uh, regarding uh, the Brown situation because he just showed up everyone. But... You know, they'll deal with it. Uh, Brown will be back better in the next couple of weeks, and we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. So, 
our only game without a touchdown until the final play. Uh, you had the 49ers and Cardinals. Carson Palmer was terrible as usual. Uh, Brian Hoyer, even worse. But, uh, yeah, th this game didn't have much going on for it. <laughs> it just gets... Uh, Palmer kept th uh, throwing uh, just bad passes. Uh, I mean, uh, his best offense was dumping the ball off to Andre Ellington. So, uh, Ellington had a big day for PPR format, so he's someone you can look at. Even half PPR, uh, he put up... Uh, a decent number of points uh, for you put up uh, about 15 points but uh, yeah they, the the Cardinals offense without David Johnson is a shell of itself which shows you how valuable David Johnson is uh, the 49ers offense uh, Carl side banged up again uh, not much there uh, to be honest uh, it would just end up becoming a field goal contest between Robbie Gould and Phil Dawson so I mean it's just not appealing football, but, you know, Cardinals uh, pulled it out at the end, uh, so they, they, they get the last, uh, uh, the game-winning touchdown connection in overtime between uh, Palmer and Larry Fitz, who had a quiet day after going off Monday night, but uh, just, a, just an overall snooze fest of a game, uh, just going back and forth. So... Going on, we have the Eagles and Chargers. Phillip Rivers, I talked about uh, last episode, uh, just going completely off on the sidelines against his coaching staff. Uh, you know, just about as unprofessional as it gets, but, you know, he's going to get a pass just because of how long he's been in the league. Uh, the issue that the Chargers have is Melvin Gordon's hurt with the knee. Uh it doesn't look good long-term just because he can't seem to move around. So even if he suits up with games, you can't trust him as a, a running back one or two. So he's going to be a flex appeal uh, just out of desperation because you don't want to bench him. But to me, uh, Gordon's a flex player at this point, uh, and you got to start looking at other options, uh, uh, whether it's uh, going at Aaron Jones on Green Bay, or look at, looking at uh, someone on Seattle, but uh, there's there's just not much there out of Melvin Gordon that inspires confidence. So uh, that's a situation where you, you're best off monitoring what's going on and then uh, making adjustments on the fly. On the Eagles side, Wendell Smallwood uh, put up some good numbers. Uh, Legarrette Blunt had a good day. Uh, you know. It's uh, it's pretty much a good look for the Eagles right now, which pains me to say it. Uh, but uh, overall, Carson Wentz has the offense humming. And, you know, if you have some Eagles players, you know, you should be feeling good. I mean, yeah, the numbers for Alshon Jeffrey could have been better, but uh, it's just a matter of a game flow type of situation. It's not a fact that he's not getting looks. So uh, I would say uh, of uh, some of the – uh, teams you could be looking at uh, on waivers uh, if uh, there are guys still out there. Uh, we'll look at Aguilar. Uh, if Wentz is still out there uh, from a quarterback perspective, I'd look at picking him up if you got guys on a bye week like uh, Cousins or Breeze. So uh, that's a, a good area you can look at. 
Uh, so, uh, Broncos, Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr gets injured, but even before the back injury, uh, the Raiders offense still wasn't looking any good. Uh, and now Carr's going to be out a couple of weeks, uh, most likely a month to six weeks. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of tough uh, looking at anyone on the, the Raiders right now. Uh, Crabtree was injured. Uh, so Amari Cooper had a chance to shine, had eight targets, could not win a battle, two catches, nine yards. I mean, that's about as bad as it gets. Uh, I, I can't recommend him other than being a wide receiver three uh, moving forward until Carr gets back. Uh, EJ Manuel's in at quarterback, but uh, it's not a good situation for the, uh, the Raiders. And... Marshawn Lynch is not getting it done, and neither is anyone else on the, in the running back uh, core. Uh, the, uh, the, the Raiders uh, just are not creating the holes on the offensive line. Meanwhile, uh, uh, moving on to the Broncos, uh, pretty quiet day overall, uh, but again, you're not really looking at the Broncos as your primary offensive option, so uh, the fact that uh, Trevor Simeon and uh, uh, the wide receiver core was pretty quiet. Uh, that's pretty much the norm, not the exception. So, uh, you know, it, they're pretty much going to be in the backups or your second-tier options uh, to the main guns on your fantasy team. So, uh, you know, they put up solid numbers, but nothing to write home about. Uh, the one guy to keep an eye out on going forward is A.J. Derby, the tight end. Uh, maybe he might uh, need some uh, help at your tight end spot. Uh, if, you, if you're a Tyler Eifert owner and you're still not getting any uh, any uh, burn at the position from uh, your waiver wire replacement. So uh, you can take a look at Derby and uh, uh, go forward uh, uh, until Eifert gets you back healthy. Although the way Croft played last week, Eifert better get back healthy soon because... Uh, He's going to start losing uh, reps to Croft. Giants and Bucks. The less said about the Giants, the better, in my opinion. But I'll, I'll go at it from a fantasy perspective. Uh, the Giants actually utilize some of the offensive plays uh, fans have been screaming for for a while now. Uh, McAdoo threw some outs, threw some quick screens, got Beckham and Marshall the ball early. Uh, so there was a good uh, spread of uh, passing reps to uh, Beckham, Marshall, Shepard, and Ingram. Ingram continues to impress. Uh, he can't block, but he can he can run pass routes. Uh, you know, the Giants' offense though is still stilted because they can't run the football. Wayne Gallman came in uh, today, provided uh, a bit of a spark. Uh, Kind of had to scratch your head wondering why he wasn't playing sooner. But, you know, it, it, at least it was a breath of fresh air. Uh, overall, though, the Giants still are not a very balanced team. And, you know, it's due to the offensive line. They can't run block and they're not good at pass blocking either. So, uh, until they can get any sort of uh, relief there, it's hard to kind of recommend the Giants wide receiver core. Uh, outside of Odell, beyond the wide receiver three. 
Uh, Odell obviously still gets uh, wide receiver one status, uh, even with the ankle injury, uh, just because of some of the plays he can make. But uh, th that's about it. Uh, Jazz defense, uh, complete no-show, didn't tackle. So, and they're also on Priscilla Nangrata list uh, for many fantasy owners because they just have not brought it and they're not turning the ball over. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, no pass rush affecting him, so no picks. Uh, th three touchdown passes, many of them on blown coverages. So, O.J. Howard had a big day. Cameron Bray had a big day. I mean, the Giants gave up over 30 points to tight ends. I, I mean, that, that's about says it all in PPR format. Mike Evans had a pretty good day. Uh, and it made up for the fact that uh, Tampa couldn't run the football. Uh, now, Doug Martin's suspension is over, so I would expect that uh, Jaquiz Rogers will shift more back into a secondary role. I mean, he still put up uh, uh, 80 yards rushing. A lot of that was still off of misdirection plays, but... Uh, I, I think Martins ends up being the bell cow going forward, and Chris Rogers ends up taking up uh, more of a third down back uh, uh, type of role uh, moving forward. Indy and Seattle. I mean, this was just a tale of two halves. Seattle was completely asleep the first half. I, I'm convinced of this because. Uh, the amount of offense Indy got in early on Seattle was ridiculous. Uh, uh, Dante Moncrief uh, actually went over double digits, uh, which is a shocker because uh, he was essentially benched for Kamar Aiken, who uh, was still playing ahead of him. I mean, Moncrief only had three targets, but he caught all three passes and had the touchdown. Kamar Aiken still got five targets. Only one catch and uh, was a non-factor uh, as uh, the Colts uh, basically ignored Richard Sherman. Uh, but uh, the Colts uh, had, uh, at least they had a, a couple of decent drives in the first half. So they had uh, 200 yards of offense, uh, but uh, most of that was just in the first half. Seattle completely uh, stuffed in the second half, took over, but the Seattle offense still... I have major reservations about. They're not running the ball consistently. Uh, Chris Carson got hurt, uh, so he's got a significant ankle injury. Uh, so he's he he may he's probably done for the year. Uh, so that leads us back to the Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls, C.J. Procise, uh just complete mess. Uh, J.D. McKissick is now in there. I I just don't like. Seattle's offense uh, from a fantasy perspective. Uh, I, I've kind of made that clear. Jimmy Graham's completely lost. Uh, Doug Baldwin's hurt. Uh, you know, he's going to try to ball. Uh, Paul Richardson is a wide receiver three at best and uh, a flex play depending on the matchup certain weeks. I don't like him against uh, St. Louis uh, on Sunday. I, I just think that uh, they're likely to get bad. I mean, the Rams played the Seahawks tough anyway, but now that the Rams are actually a balanced team, I, I think they win that one. I think they win it comfortably. I, I, I don't see Seattle having much of an answer for the Rams. I could I could end up being proven completely wrong, but unless Jared Goff gives the game away to the Seattle defense, 
I I think uh, the Rams are going to take it uh, pretty handily. And finally, we have the game that we ju uh, just saw. So, uh, Kirk Cousins and the Redskins fall to the Chiefs. But it was a good offensive day for the Redskins. Uh, uh, Terrell Pryor finally got involved. Uh, yeah, so there was a good uh, uh, game flow there. Uh, Jameson Crowder was a complete non-factor, even though he was active. So... Uh, just a frustrating day for myself and other fantasy owners for Crowder because clearly he was a decoy. So, uh, his reps ended up going to Ryan Grant. Uh, he got a couple of targets. Uh, Josh Jacks Doxon got a couple of targets. Uh, Crowder got one catch, but negative yards. So, that's fun. Uh, but, uh, Vernon Davis, uh, was relevant, uh, Mainly because Jordan Reed is still hobbled by the foot. Uh, but uh, in terms of a running attack, it was a complete mess for the Redskins. Uh, Rob Kelly got hurt again. Uh, P. Ryan didn't do much. Chris Thompson uh, came back down to earth a bit. Uh, but he's an undersized back, so uh, not surprised that he couldn't run against uh, Kansas City. But uh, they don't really look that uh, intimidating uh, from a rushing perspective. Uh, the Redskins, even though uh, uh, the Hogs 2.0 line looks uh, pretty good in pass protection, uh, they're not creating much space in terms of a running game. On the Kansas City side, you know, Andy Reid mixes up the plays. Travis Kelsey did his thing. Kareem Hunt did his thing. Tyreek Hill had a quiet day. But Alex Smith is putting up major fantasy numbers. Alex Smith is actually a top 10 QB in fantasy right now. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't even know what else to say about that other than no one would have picked Alex Smith as a top 10 fantasy QB. So that is something to keep an eye out on. And that wraps up week four. So outside of uh, uh, what's going on uh, with the league, uh, you know, it, we've got a, just a few items where I just look at it and say, you know, teams, you got to look out for uh, just completely falling off the rails. Obviously, the Giants. Seahawks, they won, but I'm I'm still not told. I mean, usually the Seahawks do their second half run anyway, but uh, the Seahawks have a ton of holes uh, in that team, uh, and, I, and I think they're going to get punched in the mouth uh, uh, by the Rams and not respond well to it. So uh, that's an interesting thing to look out for. The Colts may have Andrew Luck back on their hands, but, you know, I don't really see much coming out of Andrew Luck this year. Uh, uh, I, I I don't think the offense is really there either. Uh, Brissett's done more than an admirable job given what he has to work with and not actually having a, a true feel for the playbook, uh, having never uh, done a full preseason uh, with the Colts. So, uh, you know... Overall, uh, uh, just a couple of uh, interesting performances uh, out of week four. Uh, maybe Cam Newton uh, uses this uh, Patriots game to get back on track. Uh, that remains to be seen, but at least it's an interesting dynamic where uh, you can uh, you can take a look at uh, 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 how he's going to progress. Deshaun Watson had a star-making performance. 
Uh, I expect him to get snapped up on waivers if he hasn't been already in leagues. So that that's another uh, situation to monitor. And then from an injury front, uh, you know, with the Dalvin Cook injury, uh, you're going to see a number of running backs just start getting snapped up. Uh, so we're get, getting to that season where uh, you got bye weeks coming up. Uh, so running backs are going to be in short supply. So uh, just start hitting those waiver wire uh, uh, pretty hard because uh, I think in the next two weeks, uh, you know, unless someone else goes down, uh, that's a main starter. Uh, all the running backs are going to be taken up at, at this stage. So uh, that's all I got for now. I'll be doing baseball later. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, well, well, later as in tomorrow, uh, it's already after midnight, but, uh, uh it's, uh, gonna do baseball, uh, uh recap, uh, uh, do some, uh, division, uh, wildcard games, uh, for, uh, the Yankees twins tomorrow. And then also talk about the, uh, Rockies diving back. So, uh, baseball on tap, uh, soon enough. That's all for now. Have a good one. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll, I'll take giselle okay <laughs> is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.